0: You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I am your host, Doug Thorpe. And today I've got an exciting program. Uh, I frequently get asked, excuse me, by business owners, what can I do to get my message out? What can I do to reach a bigger audience? And podcasting is one of those answers, but that is not necessarily a black hole and a big mystery. So I've invited a Mr. Adam Adams to join us. And Adam has a great business where he helps people just like you and me with your podcasting and your messages. So Adam, welcome to the show, man. Doug, I'm so,
1: so excited. This is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, it should be. So g- give us the quick uh, maybe the elevator pitch or a little bit of backstory on what it is you're doing
1: exactly for people. Uh the elevator pitch. Man, I wasn't prepared for this question, <laughs> Doug. Uh I'll tell you uh we are the easy button for podcasters. That would be the elevator pitch. And uh, it, you awesome. only have to go one floor for that one because it's so short. Um I'm Adam Adams, it's my real name. I um Started podcasting only about five or six years ago, and it's been a fun journey. I did a lot of things wrong for a long time, and then I learned some tricks, some algorithms to kind of grow a podcast, and so I helped a few friends for free, uh, and I didn't start charging until, until 2019, so Grow Your Show is my company, and we launched only in 2019 in, in uh, July.
0: What, what had you done before all of that?
1: So I am a real estate investor and in my life, I have waited tables and bartended, putting myself through college. I've landscaped with my dad, who's an entrepreneur and a real estate investor who basically made me start investing. In 2005 is when I bought my first real estate investment. I was in college still. I was 24 years old and bought my first uh, property and ended up making a ton of money on that and started doing multifamily. I read this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2007 when I sold that first property. And I was like, I guess even though I'm dyslexic, I will read that book. (laughs) Uh, So I read it and Robert Kiyosaki, the author, he tells you, you've got to make as much money as you can in your business. He says three things, make as much money as you can in your business. The second is, uh, instead of spending a bunch of that on crap, invest it into assets. And the third thing that he the, the third thing that he really says is invest in assets. So it's basically make as money much money as you can, don't overspend and put the extra money, the third one and put the extra money in into real estate. So I bought my first apartment building in 2008. It was the year I graduated high college. and um, it was it was a lot of fun and I grew that. My first podcast, which I've sold now, it was about real estate investing. I started that to do more deals, attract more uh, partners, et cetera. And it worked really, really well. Um, and after I sold it, I wanted, to, I wanted to focus on helping other podcasters. So I started that just before the pandemic of 2020, um, which was which I'm lucky that I did because real estate changed a little bit in around March of 2020, April of 2020, my income Went from I'm a retire. I could have retired. I would have would have been fine uh, because I had plenty of passive cash flow through the real estate. But I went from living the dream to um, actually having a hard time. And I was glad that I had started this business just a few months before. Um, But I still do real estate investing today. I suppose I have around thirty million dollars of real estate. We've sold so much; it's hard to keep track. It used to be around 120 million, but we've Goodness. sold a ton yeah. of stuff, and um, and yeah, we're probably somewhere around 20 to 30 million now.
0: Yeah, well, good for you. And uh, I, I do have a lot of friends and colleagues that have done that same path, and and uh, certainly um, taken advantage of that. You're, there's a statement in something you you've shared with me: um, grow your influence and grow your income. That that sounds kind of like the 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 baseline of what you're trying to do for people now. Talk talk some more about that.
1: Yeah, well, I've noticed with so many people, um, and actually, I heard Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, if you know him. Yeah, um, yeah. I heard him talking for a long time back in 2016, 2017, 2018. And he said, if if by the year 2022 you're not um, you're not putting out content, you're you're not um, on social media, you're going to lose in business because people are vetting you based on the content that you have that they can search for you on social media. Um, so to answer your question, I believe very much in what Gary Vee has been saying for years. If y- by by the year 2022, and we're already passing that now, uh, if you're not uh, having like a podcast or a YouTube channel, if you're not active on so- social media, at least uh, that people know that you are a real person when they're searching for you, it's going to be really hard for you to make money in business. And so I say, like when we um, when we are in business, the way that we can make more money and help more people is by growing our influence. It's kind of like. Many people talk about click funnels or just uh, sales funnels in general. A sales funnel being there's something at the top of the funnel where it's big and it, it goes smaller and smaller down to the very bottom where everything needs to go. Well, we build these funnels in order to make more sales, in order to help more people and to make more money. The podcast, for example, is one of the best top of the funnel things that we can do. It's one of the absolute cheapest, not that it's inexpensive. I mean, we still have to buy a mic. I noticed that your mic and my mic are the same. I love your mic.
0: Yeah, Um,
1: You still, you got to buy a microphone. You might want to have a webcam in many cases. You probably want your internet to be strong and you're going to have to invest a little bit of time by recording. But after that said and done, it's, Way cheaper to get to make as much money through your business than, let's say, Facebook ads. Uh, Facebook ads are getting a being very challenging. LinkedIn ads are being challenging. Same with Google, Google ads and AdWords and banner ads placing in front of people. It's starting to cost a significant amount of money and you don't know if you're going to get the return. So the podcast. Is helpful because if you are putting out a lot of content out for your listener, for 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 your audience, for your perfect avatar, your customer, uh, you're going to attract them. There's a few things that'll happen. They're going to they're going to get to know you a lot better because you have multiple episodes, and it's not just a one time message like it is like with a Facebook ad. They're actually going to listen to this episode, the next episode. And they're going to start to get to know Doug Thorpe, Adam Adams. They're going to start to get to know who you are. And over time, they're going to build that relationship of trust with you, which is what the whole funnel does. Top of the funnel, awareness. It's like no like, trust. That's what you're working on. So uh, uh, I hope that answers uh, your question. I, I try yeah, to give in good, good context.
0: One phenomenon that all the modern marketeers will talk about is this notion of social proof. I mean, we've all kind of been converted to the Amazon mindset. And what do I mean by that? I, I mean, we go look for a, a a thing on Amazon. One of the first things we do, we look at that review line. We, we say, you know, what are people saying about this product? Well, they're doing the same thing about you and me. They're, they're looking for that proof of we've got some kind of audience. We've got some kind of reputation and maybe even some written reviews or likes or tags or, or things like that. I, I always chuckle, you, you probably experienced this. I probably get a dozen hits a day. People wanting to sign me up to do a lead generation service. And I start looking at their social media profiles and they've got like a hundred followers and I'm <laughs> like, you know, sorry, guy, I'm already at 200,000, you know, why should I work with you, you know, you,
1: you don't oh, even have anybody, yeah. so. I'm with you 100% there. Um, I like that social proof thing, um, human beings, we have some similarities to lemmings, the, those little animals, those little critters, and they'll come close to a, a cliff and for the most part, they'll be afraid to jump off. But it's strange. Once one person goes down that cliff, it doesn't matter if they landed or not. Uh, the next lemming is like, I'll, I guess I'll try it. I guess this is fine. But when we see our friends doing something, when we see people like us liking something, it allows us a better opportunity to like that thing. In fact, I'm speaking at a podcast conference coming up and uh, for Podcast Movement. And the the topic is all about this social proofing and getting you know ratings and reviews for your podcast just like amazon as you mentioned just like amazon whereas you're you're on this platform and you can see what other people like you think about that product you it allows you to be able to trust it and there's a lot of reasons why we like amazon we can buy stuff in our underwear yes we don't have to drive anywhere yes uh, we have multiple stores in one place, yes, but also because we can see the social proof of what other people are are saying about the products.
0: Right, and that that is so important. So, I think for some people that might be listening to this, if they're a, a coach or an advisor or a counselor or a, or a fitness coach or somebody like that with that kind of business. Probably podcasting has become fairly synonymous because it's largely a knowledge-based delivery. But I want to jump straight into the idea because I've I've read some of your client references and you've got people that are doing other kinds of business besides just that sort of knowledge-based
1: delivery. So talk to us about that. So um, we're talking about people that can have a podcast and some of our clients, what they do. Right. All right. Right. Um, a significant portion of my clients happen to be, and by no means does this mean it's the only person that we can serve. It's just funny because I did a lot of real estate investing in my life, and I've spoken at a lot of real estate investing conferences around the country, and so I've made some connections with people and people in the real estate space that want to become a podcaster. They generally think of me first, uh, or often they seem to. Uh, So, we serve a lot of real estate investors that are either got a real estate coaching business and they're able to make, you know, 30 or 40,000 per client. Uh, Every time someone joins, it's a quick 30 or 40,000. So, it makes a lot of sense for a real estate coach to start a business like that. And then I have a whole bunch of real estate agents. In many cases, for EXP, this company called EXP, uh, whereas you can basically make a downline like a like an MLM almost. I'm not trying to be insulting or anything like that, but kind of like an MLM, you have a a downline, multi level marketing. Whereas you can be making residual income off of all of these other people that you've gotten in. So a lot of people in that real estate space that are that are deciding that they want to start a podcast, they want it to blow up so that they can ultimately have you know, $200,000, $300,000 per month, which one of my clients does. Um, and then the third real estate client that uh, often comes to us is somebody who is what's called syndicating deals. This basically means they're putting a whole bunch of other people's money in so that they can buy a giant like apartment building or right. self-storage unit. Right. and. So they, they want to be able to attract the passive investors, those investors who want to be limited partners, put their money in and make money without having to do anything. But other clients that we have and are serving, we, Maya Acosta, she's got a, um, uh, she is a vegeta- uh, plant-based, sorry, I, I'm using the wrong term, plant-based coach. And she speaks around the country, and she wants more exposure, and she wants to help more people than she can one on one. So she has a podcast. We're growing that. Um, Crystal Bauer is a wellness expert, so she's kind of like Maya Acosta, but she focuses a lot on uh, growing your business, growing uh, yourself, self development, self improvement, and and healthy living, exercise, and and good diets. And then we've got. Um, we've got business coaches, we have um several personal coaches, we don't yet have a physical coach, although we do have three people that are biohacking coaches. So I, I had never heard of that. They don't necessarily teach you how to exercise, but they teach you, you know, how to how to take supplements that kind of are helping what you do. And then there's a guy who has a bigger company that mainly staffs it's a staffing agency they mainly staff huge amounts of staff for one company um all at the same time so any company that needs like a bunch of those he is his company focuses on that so we've got that <laughs> and, and i can't even i can't even like uh, yeah. pinpoint all of them there's a few financial planners um and That's all I can think of right now.
0: Well, uh, I think that may be a good point. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back after that. This program is being brought to you by Headway Exec, leadership coaching and business advisory services. Visit us on the web at headwayexec.com. Now enjoy the rest of this episode well hello again everyone we're back uh, on the second half of the show here i have mr adam adams he has a platform that he calls grow your podcast he's a podcasting expert real estate investor turned podcaster that is now sharing that knowledge with everybody Um, podcasting is definitely a new and interesting medium that a lot of businesses are turning to to uh, help spread the word. And uh, Adam, one, one thing I've noticed, certainly in my own business, because of the pandemic and the lockdown, I think people's mind shift, I think there's been a major transition of people's thinking about how to consume information, how to even build relationships virtually has all changed. And what are, what are you seeing on that front?
1: Well, as far as what we're seeing on people consuming information, one of the biggest facts that we have found in uh, uh, something that we got in early January, 2022, they noticed that since um, 2020, the pandemic, that there is a ton more podcast listeners. There, it, it, podcast listeners skyrocketed, they went up. And it's interesting that the, the, um, the number is as it comes to my mind, it is I'm remembering as best I can. It used to be that one in three people had heard of a podcast, one in three adults had heard of podcasting before 2020. But now, uh, currently, it's more than half of adult Americans listen to a podcast. So it, it Pretty much everybody knows what it is now. I don't have a stat on that. But when more than half are actually listening, that's millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, the second thing that I will say, uh, just uh, as far as since the pandemic and it has happened, um, it, it fluctuated back and forth for live events. There, it, it worked out so that March, April, May, June, July, August, September... Um, nobody wanted to go to an in person meeting. And then October happens of 2020, and it gets, it starts being polarized and divided, where a bunch of people are saying the pandemic is nothing. I just want to go back to normal. I want in person meetings. And the other half are saying the pandemic's getting worse. Um, it's, Ultra deadly, and I don't want to go anywhere. And even not only do I not want to go anywhere, I don't want anyone else to go in public because I want to make sure that we stop this. Um, so all through uh, basically 2021, and part of 2022, it seemed like there was there was a bunch of people that wanted to be very conservative, and a bunch of people that were like, "I am effing done with this." I hope that you don't ha- have to edit that out. No, I'm no, so done good. with this. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then nowadays, now that we're kind of in the 2022s and a lot of the um, mandates are being lifted in most states uh, across our nation and also in many other nations that had uh, been uh, banning any international travel, it seems like the in-person stuff is going back. To normal, however, um, we have not been lis- We have not been losing at least from the last uh, numbers that I looked at. We hadn't been losing podcast listeners, even though in person events are are still coming back. Um, and then the last thing that I think is important from your question of what we're seeing, we're we're seeing two more things. One is it used to be almost hundred percent white. Americans that listen to podcasts. And what's very interesting is now um, many other countries are, are the fastest growing. Out of the top five fastest growing podcast listener bases, four of them are Spanish-speaking countries, and one of them is China. One of them is Mandarin-speaking. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you know either of those two languages, I would definitely say start it in that <laughs> language because it it's really growing right now. The other thing about the demographics that I wanted to mention, where it was mostly white folks, now, if you look in the US as podcast listeners, it matches almost perfectly to the, uh, the races and creeds that we have in the country, which basically means that um, if, if you are anything but white, uh, you're going to have you know, a, a very diverse listener base. And then one more thing, and I'm sorry, Doug, but I think it's all critically important to mention this, especially if somebody's wondering if they should start a podcast. The amount of money that podcast listeners have compared to the amount of money that a YouTube viewer on average has is is much, much higher. So most most people that listen to podcasts are six figure earners. And I see it as I see the reason why. It's probably because, they're busy, they're, they're focused, they know how to do two things at once. And so while they're driving, they're also learning. While they're, um, while they're exercising, they're also learning. While they're doing their morning routine, they're getting their favorite podcast. And so these higher income earners seem to be the main type of person that is currently listening to podcasts. So that's beneficial if your audience, if your listener, uh, has money if the person that you want to work with has money you're probably going to find them easiest on your podcast
0: yeah that's that's very dynamic and very very good to know it's interesting you you mentioned the stat about the the u.s demographic shifting that there's pretty solid penetration across across all uh demographic uh, sections and and of a byproduct of what we went through with the pandemic that is interesting um i want to shift for just a minute let's let's get into a little bit of the technical stuff for somebody that's maybe sitting here listening going yeah guys i get this i know all this that's why i want to do it but i don't know where to start do you have a quick you know three item or five item punch list that you would tell somebody to think about if they're really wanting to get going Um,
1: Well, let me mention just two things. Um, I have a punch list, but it is not three to five items. There is a lot of items on there. But two of the things that I think are the most important. One is that you have to be yourself on your podcast. For example, if you are the type of person that says a cuss word, let's just use this as an example. And you jump on your podcast, And you always hold yourself back. You're always reserved compared to your natural who you are. You're going to find that the listener isn't going to be able to connect with you because they don't know if you are who you say you are. It's very interesting because there's some people that jump on podcasts and they say to themselves, all right, I have to be this ultra excitable person if i have to i have to come with the energy and if i don't come with the energy people aren't going to follow me because they follow this guy over here and he's got that energy and i have to be exactly like him or you naturally would talk to your brother your sister your best friend your spouse in a certain way you would have you would be comfortable and you would talk to him a certain way and then you get on your podcast and you're like oh crap. This is a professional setting. Now I can't, I can't be who I am. I've got to be more professional. All of those things have the, the, the thing that I always call it is dissonance dissonance because I'm, I came, I grew up as a musician. I used to compose music when I was small and dissonance is when you hear a couple of notes and you're not sure why, but they don't sound good together. And that's when you have a person who's on their podcast, and they're trying to be something they're not. They're being too professional. They're doing too uh, too much energy compared to who they really are. Well, you're going to feel this dissonance in your heart, and you're not going to be able to trust them. So number one, uh, I know it's not a whole checklist, but it, you got to be yourself on your podcast.
0: I really like that. Let me jump in there on that. I. Cause I'm thinking when I first started doing podcasting, I struggled with that. Cause just to your point, you know, I watch a lot of guys like Gary V and uh, who was one of the other guys. I, I can't think of his name right now. I can picture him, but um, you know, they're dropping F bombs and they're, they're kind of ranting and dancing around and waving their hands and doing all kinds of things. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not me. I, I don't, I don't do stuff like that. I I'm a, I'm a, Texas boy bred and, you know, uh, bred and birthed here. Uh, uh, I'm a little laid back as you can maybe tell from the way I talk and I don't get that kind of excitable. I can get passionate about topics and ideas and, and come across like that. But, um, you know, it's, uh, being real is just probably what some would call a little low key, you know, maybe to the point, even people aren't attracted and don't want to listen to what I've got to say because I'm not waving the pom-poms or shooting off guns and things in the background and so it was a struggle but I landed where you said I just I decided I'm I'm going to be me because a that's the easiest thing to do (laughs) you know I just turn on the lights turn on the mic and go and and just let it happen and if it works organically then great if it doesn't I probably didn't want to work with that person anyway you know.
1: Yeah. I'm fully with you and I'm glad that you, um, went an extra step on that, on that topic. Um, you know, if I, if I could say three instead of two, but I'll try to make these other two faster than yeah. that one. Yeah, You have to understand who you're speaking to. You got to know your avatar. And this is one of the most common mistakes that all podcasters make is they, they have some idea of what they want to achieve or some idea of who they might want to attract but they don't niche it down they don't they don't really think of it as one person and by not understanding your avatar you're going to find that you don't grow an audience it's weird because it's it's what what do you call it it's counterintuitive because you th- people think I've got to keep my subject broad so that I can attract millions and billions of people. But the way that they actually get the higher listener base is by only talking to one of those people, because then you're sharing it. The third one would be marketing. I think there's a common misconception that because I have a podcast, I am famous. They, there's a misconception that people might think something like, I start a podcast. It's going to go on Apple. Apple's going to say, oh my gosh, I only have 2.77 million podcasts. And we'll call him Josh Smith just started a podcast today. Oh, goody. I've got to push it out in front of everybody and make sure Josh Smith is popular. Um, it just doesn't happen. You've got to do the marketing. You've got to put the matters into your own hands to grow your podcast. And so I would say, uh, misconception is I have a podcast, so I'm famous versus I have a podcast, so I've got to market it. I have to invest in my podcast so that it can pay dividends back to me. I've got to put the time and the effort and the money into the show. That way, I'll start making more time and money because I have the show. Um, It will work. But it only works, it only works if you if you do some work on your own. And you might be able to trigger the algorithms like we do with our clients, trigger the algorithm so that now that podcast, your podcast, can be ranking and being pushed in front of other people. Yeah. No, that's
0: that's a great point. And I'm I'm reminded I've got two really close friends and colleagues, and we're all we're all authors, we're content creators, you know, we're bloggers and podcasters. And uh, we, we joke that probably, you know, six or eight years from now, we're going to be overnight successes.
1: Yep. That what is, we do. <laughs> yeah, well, you're already if with 200,000 followers on your social, you're already doing pretty great, Doug.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with the progress, and we're continuing to grow it, and uh, uh, the, the team's doing a great job, but uh, hey, Adam, we're almost up on time. Uh, tell us the uh, best way to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably the fastest and easiest way for everybody listening to be able to find me is just going to the podcast on podcasting. I call it POP, for sure, P-O-P. Um, because you're already listening to a podcast and you can just check us out there. It'd be fast and easy. But if you are looking for um, some resources or to hire us, then you could go to growyourshow.com.
0: Great. We'll put that link in the show notes here, everybody. And uh, Adam, any last closing thoughts before we uh, sign off here?
1: Yes. One last thought. I'm glad you asked. Most of the people that come on the podcast on podcasting, I, they are podcasters and I ask them how long it took them to get started. A significant portion of them say that it took them between two to six years before they ever pulled the trigger and they wished that they had done it two to six years ago. So if you're listening and you're really thinking, and maybe you've already been thinking about starting a podcast. I wouldn't wait because it's more possible that if you if you put it off, you might just put it off forever, and you might miss out on what Gary V says. If you're not doing this by 2022, you could lose in business.
0: That's a that's a great message, and I hope everybody heard that and understand understand what um, under. I hope you understand what Adam's saying. I'll get it out. Um, it is. If it's an idea that you're thinking about for your business or, or your uh, program that you've got and you, you've got an interest in it, uh, Adam does have a great resource list on his website that he, that he mentioned, growyourshow.com. Um, it, it, and there's some tips and tricks out there. It's really not as hard as you might imagine there, there are some great things and tools nowadays that can be used. Um, I'll be happy to share my story with anybody that wants to reach back to me. Um, It's a, uh, it is an evolution, but it's a journey and there's nothing like starting today because growing that audience does take time, but uh, the faster you get started, the better it'll be for you. Well, Adam, thank you again, man, for coming on the show and sharing everything. Uh, Uh, I look forward to visiting with you again, and uh, it's been a pleasure to get to know you, and thanks. Thank you. All right, everyone, we're going to sign off, and as we have said before, I call the show Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Sometimes we make things in our lives just way too complicated, and it doesn't have to be that way. If you're facing a challenge or a situation in your life or in your business right now, just stop a minute and think if if there's a simpler way to, to talk about it, think about it, look at it, find a common sense solution, and you'll probably be a lot better off. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.